Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to another episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. So, what are you doing here, right? What are you doing? Well, it's successfully funded. And what we do here is we talk to project creators while they're in the middle of a campaign so that we are getting the absolute most up-to-date information um, that's readily available, right, on how to be successful in the very intense marketing world of crowdfunding. Um, it is an up-and-down roller coaster, and we want to make sure that you are getting information that is just super, super fresh, right? So coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Albert, uh, uh, Albert, and we're going to be discussing uh, shoes. That's right. That's right. Alberto. Did I say Albert? Where, where's my head? I just talked to him like a couple hours ago. Sorry about that. Uh, we're going to be talking to Alberto from the campaign Tropic, and we're going to be talking about what it takes to launch a shoe company. And this campaign in like three days has done over like $700,000. So if you want to hear um, you know, their story, how they got to where they are, uh, what they're doing, this is going to be the great, a great, great episode for you. If you're not really into you know, uh, you know, listening to it on a podcast, we're also going to be streaming it on Facebook Live here in a little bit. So uh, kind of look at, you, know, you, can, you can get a little twofer, right? You can get a little, little bit of extra. So that's what's coming up here in just a minute here. We'll be talking to Alberto in just a little bit. So um, but yeah, so what's going on here? Well, it's Wednesday, and you know what that equals? Softball day. Got my arm all warmed up yesterday. Um, I know I got to still do it today, but we got a big doubleheader tonight. So that's exciting stuff here. I'm going to be going down to Dearborn, Michigan, and playing in, my, in this Ford League. Uh, so it's exciting. First game of the year, right, for me. We played last week, but unfortunately I didn't make it because I was in St. Joe's, or St. Joseph's, I should say. Um, but what else is going on? Well, We've got a lot of big changes coming around here. I don't know if you've noticed or not, if you are a follower, if you're around me, you're seeing I've been amplifying a lot going on in social media, a lot of Instagram, really trying out a bunch of new strategies right now that I'm going to be reporting on over the next few weeks as to what's working, what's not working. There's a lot up in the air right now. I mean, I've spent like all morning debugging my chat bots, right? So something has happened inside of ManyChat. Uh, my keywords aren't working. My growth tools aren't working. You know, so I, I've got clients. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I've been cleaning up a mess all day. On top of that, you know, email has just been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I, I cannot get opens on my email. And it's a pretty curated list, I feel like. You know, it's people interested in crowdfunding. And I think we put out pretty good content. So I'm intrigued as to what's going on there. So that's why we're, you're going to see from me a, a healthy amount of changing into more, more again, video content, just, you know, face to face, me talking to the, to the camera, doing podcasts like this, going to Gawker Backer and, and engaging with people um, over there as much as possible. So, really trying to try to find these scenarios of, um, you know, just really connecting with people. Right, that's what I'm really trying to get to right now, and and then trying to find a way that that's somewhat scalable for a client. I mean, I, I you know, if a client's got a, a healthy workload, it's hard to make content all day. I mean, I know we deal with it here, and luckily I've got a couple people behind me that can pick up some of the pieces when I'm out making content, kind of keeping the the wheels churning here. So I get that it's, it is a uh, uphill battle, but I'm trying a whole bunch of new stuff here, and I'm going to be reporting, like I said, I'm going to be reporting on that shortly as some of the new tools and stuff. Also, what's going to be coming up in the future here is I'm going to be doing a couple of, uh, I think 
going to be pretty unique webinars. My first webinar is I'm going to be breaking down all the tools we use to run this agency and why I use them and how I use them and how much they cost and just what my mindset is around them. Um, and I think that's going to be intriguing. And now you might, might not need all these tools for an agency, but I think the tools I'm using are really built around uh, what it takes for you to be in a small business right now. So you can kind of see what's going on under the hood here. The second um, webinar I'm going to be working on, and I'm finishing up the pieces on it right now, is I'm going to walk you through all of the Facebook ads and how we did them um, for this last campaign backbeat now that it's finished up. So I'm going to walk you through ad spends, the type of ads, how I was tracking everything, how many ads there were. I think this will be a, just an absolute eye-opening um, uh, webinar for you guys to watch because it's going to be just you know, just really rich with how I'm doing some of these things again under the hood. So those two things I'm putting together right now. But the other big thing, other topic I want to talk about is what happens, you know, when you hire an agency and where maybe where your mindset should be. So we have a client right now that again, we're going to be getting ready to let go because it's just there, you know, you, you Everybody comes to the table you feel like with good intentions until you start really working together. And you start seeing that that they're years away from understanding what it takes to actually work with somebody else, right? And I see this as a as an issue that when when you're when you're by yourself so much, right? When you're like constantly working on your project alone or with, or just with a couple partners, you get in your own bubble. And 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 because there's so much information out there, you just you feel like, oh, I could read that. I, I I read something else, you know, differently or whatever it might be. And there isn't this trust factor. And and, and when that's broken, the relationship has it will never come back. I mean, it is just like a, a relationship with a wife. You know, if if there's infidelity, you know how hard it is to come back on that sort of stuff or or a tr- any sort of trust issue. So when that gets broken in in a client relationship, um, working work agreement. It's over. You might as well just let go. And that's what's already happened. And it's unfortunate, but we've had a client that, I mean, they've only been around just, you know, less than like a month, month and a half. But the trust is already broken. They're not allowing us to act. You know, you hire us to do things and then you're not letting us do it, right? Or you're telling, then you're guiding us. No, I think it should be this. I think it should be that. When the data doesn't point to anything that you're talking about. And you may have ideas and assumptions on how you think it works, but then why did you hire me in my agency? So if you don't trust us and, you, and you're not even actually trusting the results that we're producing, there, at that point, there is nothing that we can do. And it, and it actually doesn't bode well for us as the agency. So again, if I'm connected to something, I want it to be a win, right? I want you to tell all of your friends and family. I want you to tell everybody you know how great this agency was. The only way that happens is if I do my job really well and I get you results. So when you have, a, again, so like when you stand back and, you, and, and as you as the, if you're the client, if you're seeing results, right? If you're seeing, you know, more followers, more comments, um, you know, your numbers are going up and they're real, right? And you're seeing interactions in your brand. Who cares how you got there, <laughs> right? Who cares what color pencil you use to draw the beautiful picture? I don't care. Who cares what microphone you use to record the song in the studio? All I care about is the song move me and does it do the things. Nobody cares about that stuff. And the only people that do care about it are the people inside of your own bubble. And if you're not going to get out of that bubble, you're not going to be successful on anything you work on, whether digital marketing, crowdfunding campaigns, just any, you know, if you're a restaurant and you're not taking the data that people are saying, hey, the meatloaf you make on Thursdays is awful. Nobody's getting it. Stop making the meatloaf. 
Or if you're making hamburgers on Tuesday and everybody comes in for your hamburger, maybe make some more hamburgers. Do you know what I mean? Like stand back from some of this stuff. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. And I don't know if that's a Midwest thing here. And again, I don't know. But I see that stuff all the time here in Detroit. All the time. And, and I, you know, whenever we have clients from anywhere else in the world or East Coast or West Coast, I don't get that. So Midwest people, maybe I'm talking to you right now. Get out of your way. Ugh. So with that said, with that rant out of the way, my Wednesday rant for the day, let's go ahead and kick it to a very, very positive conversation. I love this call, man. This was one of my best. I, I just love this interview. Um, Alberto was really, really on point with it. This campaign, you see how a campaign raises $700,000 in like three or four days, right? Like there's just so much great stuff going on with it. And this is a cool product. And, you know, they, they've checked off every single box and you see why it's a home run. So, so what we're going to do here now is we're going to go ahead and kick it to that conversation, right? We're going to go ahead and kick it. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll chime in here in a little bit here and uh, we'll wrap it up. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk to Alberto from the Kickstarter campaign, Tropic. Here we go. All right, Alberto. So uh, the red light's on. We are officially recording. So uh, let's do a quick sound check before we jump right into it here. So uh, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, as always, I have my bread with tomato and some ja- ham also. Tomato orange and ham. Also. Yeah, yeah. Orange juice? All right. All yeah, right. That's, yeah. It sounds like that's a staple. That's every morning? Every morning, yeah, yeah. Every morning I breakfast on my home and then I come to the office. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I think we're sounding good here. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So why don't you tell my listeners what you're currently raising money for over on Kickstarter? Uh, we're raising money to launch uh, what we're calling a new category in footwear that it's like the ultimate travel shoe. Uh, it's a mix between the aqua shoe and an urban sneaker. So okay. we are, we're launching more or less a technical shoe, but with urban design. Very cool. Very cool. So, I mean, I noticed some shoes behind you there. I mean, where do shoes sort of fit? Where does this idea come from? How does this, how does this idea start? Uh, we started uh, almost two years ago. Uh, me and one of my business partner, uh, it, everything starts on a trip to Thailand. We were there traveling for 20 days with our backpack. And after destroying our sneakers and walking hundreds of kilometers with our heavy backpack, we decided like, okay, we need to, to travel lighter and we need a special shoe for travelers. And sure. we can, we can we will then be able to find anything on the market so we decide to to create it or design it that's awesome that's awesome so you know it seems like that's not something that everybody just jumps into i mean i have bought many shoes i've never once thought i'm uh this shoe doesn't fit me very well i'm going to make one how do you start the process of making a shoe that is doing so well on kickstarter well it was crazy because none of of our of us uh, we are three partners. None of us have any experience on the shoe industry. So at the beginning, it was really hard. But we decided to, to, to go on the, on the usual path. Like, okay, let's go into, to do an MVP. Let's try to, to find some people that can help us. 
and then let's do the real product. So one year ago, we launched our MVP. Uh, the MVP was great. We were we were run out on a stock about two months after launching, and then we we hired a key people, key key person to to reinvent our product and and get it more technical. Mm-hmm. So this is why we are doing now a Kickstarter because we don't have like the the funds to to open molds or to to manufacture the material that we are using it now. That it's came it came from a, a U.S. a U.S. supplier uh, with with technical and patented patented treatments. So uh, everything starts with non experience, and after two years, now we are four people. One of them, one of us, has a lot of experience in the shoe industry. Mm-hmm. So the good mix, a good mix. That's great. So um, uh, you know. You- the shoe is doing really, really well on Kickstarter. I think we want to mention that right now. I mean, you, you've still got 36 days to go and you're currently at seven, I'm looking at in us dollars and you're at $785,000 right now uh, with with almost 9,000 backers. So that's, that's going crazy right now. Um, you know, so when, what, how do you describe this? I mean, we're, we're talking to people right now that, um, you know, are either listening or they, you know, they might watch the video on Facebook here, but how do you describe the shoe? Like, why is this shoe more special than let's just say my, you know, my pair of Pumas that I'm looking at right now by my door? How do you describe it to people? I think that our shoe, it's like now like killing it on Kickstarter because it came from a real necessity. So I think that travelers, uh, find in this shoe what, they are what they need for their travels. So our shoe is an all-terrain shoe. You can go, you can use, you can put, you can be sure that if you put your tropics on the first time on the morning, you will be safe and you will be using the right shoe for all day long. So you can go uh, to the to the sea, you can go to waterfall, you can go to the jungle, and also you can go dinner with your girlfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you will be nice, or you will feel comfortable. Right. So that's almost what we were looking for—a shoe for a, for the all day, for an all day. That, that's awesome. Um, so, how many iterations of prototypes did you have to go through to, to get uh, to get a a shoe that you were comfortable with? Many, many. As, as I was telling you before, we st- everything starts with an MVP. That MVP we try to commercialize to see how people react. Then after that MVP, we have to eat uh, another three prototypes uh, to improve the shoe. Well, wow. one, one of them was just for the outsole. So the outsole was the hardest part because every millimeter matters every, a lot for the arc support, for the comfort, for flexibility, everything. So at the end, we, we have to make a lot of prototypes. Also, after the, after the MVP, we have to do we have to do three prototypes. Wow. Wow. And, and in that process, was there ever a moment that you hit a roadblock where you just, I don't know, just you couldn't do something you wanted to do or you had to pivot or, or was there any moment where you just, I don't know, just something couldn't happen that you wanted to happen? Yeah. Uh, the, the shoe industry, it's really grateful in this case because I, everything you can imagine, you can do it, but everything you, you want to do takes time. So sure. It's grateful, but at the same time, it's like painful because you have to wait a long time. And also you have to, to have a really good relationship with your manufacturer because every sample, every prototype costs them a lot of money. 
and right. they are like we are working with Asian people, with Chinese people, and we have a really good relation with them. We we build it like since the since the beginning, and this one this was the most important thing we did because if not, uh, we wouldn't be here. Sure, because uh, we cannot. Uh, well, we don't have we we don't have at that time money for doing those prototypes. So they decide to believe in us and help us prototyping another time and another time. But at the second one was like, okay, they are not understanding us. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy to work with Chinese people also. Yeah. So, well, and, and when you break that down, is that language barrier? Is that just expectation? Yeah. Is that maybe how, you know, the size of your yeah. company? Like what are some of the, uh, the, the problems with it? The worst problem, it's the language barrier. The language, language barrier. barrier for sure. Yeah, but, and also culture because they they say yes to everything or mm. almost everything. Oh, yeah, 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 we can do that. And after three weeks, you ask them, okay, yeah, this should be done. Like five, three days ago, Oh no no we cannot do that. Oh, but <laughs> you say yes at the beginning, and why you didn't told me before that we cannot do this? Oh, because maybe I can help, or maybe we can try to find another way of doing it. Right. So this is like the barrier, the cultural barrier and language. It's like sure, the, sure. Well, let's go on the positive side. So, you know, is there a moment where? Um, I don't know where you got that final prototype or you, you tried them on, you wore them, whatever you did, where it just like, you knew you had something. Was there a moment like that? Yeah. Mm, I, I'm not sure. The moment, the best moment for us was the, the Kickstarter launching. Sure. After the launch, we, we saw that travelers were going to go crazy for our shoes. So it was like, okay, we are not anymore like three crazy guys with an idea <laughs> right. that uh, we thought that every traveler would love. Now that it's, is it, is it true that people are seeking for this? Mm -hmm. So that was like the, the best moment for us. But in terms of product, I think that we were doing like a really good job, really slow, but really good job. So we were like seeing what's next, what's next. Obviously the third prototype was like, okay, finally we, we've got it and we are not going to need <laughs> more time or more prototypes. So manufacturer is going to be happy right. and also us. So that was also good. That's me. great. That's great. So, I mean, you're in the entrepreneurship land here and, um, and, and you've got a campaign with a ton of comments already. And I mean, it's only going to get more and more, you know, it's just going to get more busy. So how are you finding time to make sure that you're having as many one-on-one -on -one conversations as you ha can have? You know, how are you staying organized in this probably a very hectic time right now? I think that with a, an experienced team, uh, we are four people as we was trying to say, and also, uh, giving each people like their, their responsibilities. So we have here like, okay, so one it's for comments and also like the customer care. The other ones are working from the product. So because we have to start working on it, we are going to produce a mass. So we, the production is going to be massive. So mm -hmm. we have to take care of every detail. I think that uh, the team is the most important thing here. Sure. And being not alone, being four people, it's it's really helpful. That's great. 
are there any tools that you use to stay organized or any like recommendations for somebody who might, you know, stumble into a very successful Kickstarter campaign right away? Are there, you know, Slack or how, how do you yeah. keep the communication organized with your four people? Yeah, we, we use Slack for chatting, but the most important it's for us, Google sheet. We mm. do everything on Google sheet. We, uh, we put the data there, but also like for, uh, for the responsibilities or the daily tasks, we used to use spreadsheet. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, uh, let's go back to maybe where you grew up. Like, you know, what did your parents do when you were they are They are both doctors. Both doctors? Okay. Yeah. So where do you think maybe like this entrepreneur spirit sort of came from? I mean, do they have it in them? Is there a grandparent? You know, I mean, why'd you start a business in, in the, in, why'd you start a shoe business, right? Like there's a lot of other things yeah. you might've might been able to do. Maybe the question is like, why the shoe business? Because <laughs> I, when I was on the university, it was like going crazy for doing my own business. Mm-hmm. I, I organized some events with, uh, the, well, I, founded the entrepreneurship club of my university. Then we start like inviting entrepreneurs from Spain, from Barcelona to, to talk with them. And at that moment, I decided like, okay, I want to, to run my own business. But after that, I, I have the opportunity to work in Crowdcube. Crowdcube, it's like the biggest yep. crowdfunding platform, equity crowdfunding equity. platform in Europe. Yeah. So there it mm, was like the the perfect moment to, to see how, how is to be an entrepreneur and to talk with a lot of entrepreneurs and to also, on, I learned there how to prepare a crowdfunding campaign. Sure. So it was really important for, for me that year in Crowdcube. And then the opportunity appears in a, in a trip to Thailand. So <laughs> right. I decided to quit my job because I thought that the opportunity was, was great. And also, I can use like, crowdfunding to launch this opportunity. And it was like the perfect momentum. That's okay, great. I've learned about crowdfunding a little bit. And now I have a product uh, opportunity business that fits on Kickstarter or mm-hmm. the crowdfunding. So yeah, it's that, yeah that, that's awesome. It, it's, was there a... Um... You know, I think that's a pretty big step you took, though. I mean, just kind of, even though you were seeing, it sounds like you were seeing a lot of the uh, um, the writing on the wall, like, you know, these opportunities kind of presenting themselves, but that still is a big step. How did, you know, and, and I think this is hard for a lot of people, like, you know, how, how did you jump into that vulnerability? How did you jump into, like, I, I'm comfortable with this? I'm sure you might have even had people in your ear going, what are you doing? You, you, you got a job, you know, like, yeah. what do you, you know, how do you kind of can you teach that or do you just think that that's something that was just in you? How, how do you, you know, break down that wall to just jump into the deep end, basically? Uh, I am not sure I have, if I can, I can do that because uh, everyone is like on, on his way. But in my, in, my, in my point of view, everyone should try it. I mean, if you don't try it, uh, who says that? that idea couldn't become real or couldn't be a great idea. Sure. So at the end, the crowdfunding, for example, gives you this opportunity without risking too much. Is it true that I decide to quit my job, but maybe uh, people can try it to, to complement, to, to work both ideas together. Sure. But sure. As, as, I didn't, I, as we didn't have any experience on the shoe business, we have to go 
to the center. Well, we have to go to Alicante to learn about that. Right. In Spain, we have like a really huge shoe business mm-hmm. industry. So, so I went there for two weeks. I talked to many, to a lot of people, and it was like, okay, let let's try it. Let's see if this can work. And I don't know. I, I it's really hard also because yeah. there are days that nothing is going on, nothing <laughs> is okay. But if you, at the end, if you if you are passionate and you want to chase your dream, you, you, I think everyone can. Sure. And what was the sort of um, spirit maybe in, in Barcelona where you are in the university? Um, how, how much resources were, was available that you're utilizing right now? I mean, how, how important were some of those figures? It was very important because now in, in Spain and uh, particularly in Barcelona, there have been a lot of... Uh, success entrepreneurs well like many um i don't know how to say like many companies that were sold and there are a lot of entrepreneurs giving advice and people that okay the entrepreneur the the startup ecosystem here is raising and it's really big there is a lot of money there are a lot of organizations that i give help to uh, young people like us Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to fundraise money, you can do it in this way. You can ask to that guy or you can do it. So it was really important for us to have like these non-profit organizations. For example, we have here one in Barcelona, it's called Barcelona Activa. Mm-hmm. And then you can go there and ask for advice. But also like the the real entrepreneurs, the experienced entrepreneurs are here like, okay, you can call them, you can email them and maybe they can answer. Maybe not. Sure. right, right. Try it. Just try it because maybe they can help you, and you can learn. Or in another way, you can learn a lot from them also. That, that that's great. So you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier about how busy a Kickstarter campaign is and running a company. So what do you do to kind of unwind a little bit? You know, how do you check out? You know, how do you maybe establish boundaries, or do you? Yeah. Uh, can you repeat that? I mean. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So like, like, what do you do to unwind right now? How do you unplug? I know because again, running a Kickstarter, running a business, you could literally work 24 hours a day, right? Like you could work every waking yeah. minute. So what are some of the hobbies or things that you do to just unwind, disconnect for a minute, you know, kind of rejuvenate yourself? During the campaign, it's really hard because the campaign also, it's really success. It's an amazing campaign. So uh, we are like every minute with our mobile phone, like, Okay, actualize, actualize. Let's see <laughs> right, this, is, right. this is working or not, or thinking other ideas on how to get feedback from our bakers or how we can uh, achieve what we are promising. Or so it's during the campaign, it's been very difficult. But mm-hmm. before launching the campaign, I used to go out with my friends, also yeah. girlfriend, and try to to go to the beach or to the mountain. Try to sure. use our our tropics. So <laughs> right, right. We have. We are promoting like everyone should go outside, should uh, take out from the routine and try to to enjoy uh, every day, like uh, like they are they are in a trip or something. Sure, like that. sure, yeah. I know it's hard to do in the middle of a Kickstarter. I mean, you're uh, we just finished up a really successful campaign last week, and it's just hitting the refresh button, like a refresh. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, and then I'm I'm gonna do a new ad. I'm gonna do this and whatever. So, well, let's flip over. Let's actually just kind of break down maybe this Kickstarter campaign and maybe have you you kind of share some 
some things that you've done behind the scenes. So, you know, before you launched the campaign, I'm, I'm assuming you put some work in. What was some of the strategies that you, you put together um, before you hit the launch button? What was, was there any metrics you were looking at? Was there a magic number you wanted to hit in terms of email signups? What, what were some of the, um, the metrics that you were gauging before you launched? Yeah, it was everything about like uh, hitting our goal as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. So we decided to run a pre-campaign for almost 15 days and then try to use those days to learn and also to to create a database who can con- contact with on the on the day of the launch sure and also our family friends and also fools are really important at the beginning so those people we didn't try to reach on the pre campaign we tried to reach them like 2 3 4 5 days before launching and saying okay we are going to need your help on the minute one, on right. the first second, we're going to need your help because this is going to be very important. So. Sure, sure. So you mentioned uh, the was about 15 days, you said, in a pre-launch. What, what was entailed in that? What what were you doing? Facebook ads, landing pages? What, what was happening in that point? Yeah, it was like uh, some kind of landing page with Facebook ads, also trying to to get in touch with people that already know us Mm-hmm. trying to to collaborate with other brands to say hey we're going to launch that maybe you can you can help us spread the word between your your clients and this kind of at the end it was like okay how we can build uh, a huge email list sure sure and, and then you know what so i guess internally did you guys have like a metric i don't know some people say like hey we want to have 3000 email signups was there any sort of like math or uh, or like a number you were trying to get to at all no it was it was impossible to to get as much as you can sure right 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah get all yes, your many. efforts to get as many as many as you can as many right. as you can and how about, I mean, I know that, you know, you, you know, we, you guys kind of keep describing this as a travel shoe was in your mind, like, did you guys put together maybe like a backer persona or like, you know, we think this is the person that's going to buy this. What, you know, what kind of interests were they or, or who did you think would be a backer for this? Um, travelers at the end with everyone is like, uh, we appreciate that we saw that in Kickstarter uh, outdoors and also those products that mix like a uh, urban style with technical issues or technical matters are hitting it. So we decide to to target those people to target people that are travelers and love crowdfunding mm-hmm. used That's cool. to to be bakers. Right, right. So what do you do right now? I mean, with so many days to go and you know campaign's already successful, but what do you do to kind of keep that momentum going? How do you, you know, just, you know, are there new strategies you're trying right now? Yeah. What happens right now? Yeah. Uh, now we are taking, uh, we are taking time to the, to see which strategy or which path we take, but we are thinking on doing media press, press media. Also we are doing every day, like, uh, Facebook ads. Sure. Uh, we launched like one week ago our affiliation program using Kick Booster. Okay. And what else? What else? What else? More or less is Facebook ads affiliation. Yeah. And let's see how the press react to our campaign. But we didn't expect to have 
a lot of conversion for, for the press that we sure. want to buy. Right, right. So how about like Facebook ads? Are there any sort of um, metrics that you're looking at to keep it going? Is there a return on investment? Is there a click-through rate you're looking at, cost per clicks? I mean, is there any sort of, you know, we want to spend a hundred bucks a day? Is there just any number that that you're kind of looking at and saying, we should keep doing this? Yeah, we're looking for for the for the CPA, like the, the cost per acquisition for mm-hmm. each client. We're looking for the direct and also for the old performance of the daily campaign, like the ones that came by key, uh, directly through Kickstarter or other organic things that we used to, to look at these two metrics, like, okay, the cost per acquisition direct and the the general in the campaign. Right, right. Just the, yeah, I, I, I agree. I always, um, we have to tell our clients a lot that, you know, if, if you see a whole bunch of people who are just randomly searching you, right? Like they probably saw you on Facebook or they, yeah. you know, they just didn't click the link. They just went to Kickstarter and typed in your name or they went to Google and typed in yeah. your name and that's how they got there. So some people are like, well, I think we should shut off our ads. I'm like, uh, then nobody sees you, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. you know, you can't do a direct, you know, one to one to one, you know, comparison all the time, you know, you want to see it, some of it, but so I noticed that, um, you know, so it looks like you're working with a marketing team. How was the decision maybe internally to like bring on an agency or work with somebody else? What was some of the discussions around that instead of just doing it by yourself? I think that, well, we, we have experience on marketing performance marketing. We have experience on Facebook ads, but at the end, uh, mark, uh, marketing agencies like Trust, for example, or anyone that are on the market mm-hmm. are more specialized in that. And they also have like huge list or huge experience. And I think that it's really helpful. I think that sure. choosing Trust was like one of the best decisions we we did. Right. And was there, you know, what was it that maybe you were looking for? I mean, is it just, okay, they have a big list or was there like, you know, again, I, I like to think of some of the stuff is like you're, you're in the startup land. So you want to probably create a longer partnership where you want to mm-hmm. really feel like these people are a part of your team and they're not just, I don't know, running yeah. an ad for it. You know what I mean? Like what, what were you guys kind of looking for? Yeah. We were looking like mm, working together, not like, just giving them like the budget or just like saying, okay, you, you do your job. No, we, we used to, to work together. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that has the experience on Facebook ads, for example. And we are always talking about new strategies, new ideas, like commenting the media or the, the, the ads. So I think that the most important is seeing like they are, they want to cooperate. Like they want, if it, you have to find with any agency, like a win to win relation, Sure. So everyone, it's like on the same on the same line. Everyone are look are seeking or looking for this for the sure. same from the same goal. Sure, that makes sense. So you've got what's, how many days to go here? When we're we're talking right now, you have what thirty six? Is that what it was? I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like thirty six. So you got some time. But what happens? You know, basically about forty five days from now, when the money drops, you know, you're probably sitting on a whole bunch of orders that have to be fulfilled, probably throughout the world. What starts to happen? What's the process to getting these shoes in people's hands? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> For the logistic part, it's like the one that uh, seems to be more difficult. I think we have like the manufacturer and the production really 
in, in, in a good way. We start working on scaling the last and also the outsole molds. That was the the worst part for saying somewhere like it was like the most difficult one. Now that we have found the supplier, the material supplier, the manufacturer, everything, it should go smoothly yeah. because we have partnered with a huge factory, with a huge manufacturer. They used to um, work with the biggest fashion brands here in Spain. So seems to be all, everything controlled, but the logistic part, instead, it's mm. going to be difficult because we have to ship from at, at the moment i think that we have more than 50 countries wow. we're shipping to australia obviously new zealand but we're shipping to singapore we're shipping to south africa we're shipping to morocco we're shipping brazil so wow. we're going to ship to more to more than 50 countries and this is going to be also a, a huge effort but yeah. but that's that the best part is like be around the crowdfunding ecosystem uh, appear a lot of agencies, appear a lot of third parties business yeah. that help you doing it. Sure. So in some way, we we are looking for the best partner mm -hmm. to to handle and help us. On sure. The logistic part. No, that that totally makes sense. I mean, because. Uh... It's a lot of orders that, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you don't want to be answering. Uh, well, well, you know, here's the other one too, is how did you, uh, or how do you anticipate, um, you know, sizing issues and, and is, you know, just a shoe is a, you know, I, I have bought some shoes off Amazon and just sent it right back. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, ah, I, yeah. I, thought I, I thought I was an 11. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's, this shoe fits 11 and a half. How are you guys kind of anticipating that world at all? Or are you at this point? Yeah. Well, uh, we have introduced in the campaign like a sizing chart. Mm -hmm. We're trying to give people as much information, as many information as we can. Like we give them the centimeters. We are saying them, okay, please uh, take a, pa a white paper, like put the sheet of paper on the floor, place it <laughs> so. So we're telling, like asking to the people, okay, forget about the sizes you are using it. Yeah. Please just see which right. size you are in our shoe because <laughs> right. every 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 brand every single brand has their own size chart yeah. so this is like another yeah this is going to be difficult we we have to remember people at the last step when we are sending the survey we have to remember this to the that to the people like okay say please take take a moment to do this it's <laughs> right. not it's just a moment. Just going to take you <laughs> one minute. So please do it. Yeah, it'll save a lot of headaches for yeah. everybody, right? Yeah, for everybody. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, you know, so let's, we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up here. So w what does kind of maybe like the next year look like? I mean, is this something that, you know, it's just get this one out of the gate or is there, is there another products coming down the road? What, what does the next year look like? I think that we, we have found, uh, well, uh, our... Our main goal is like to create this new category of footwear. I think that uh, we have launched the, this model. This model has a special design. It's more like a running shoe. And maybe we are thinking on doing another kind of design, but with the same, with the same features. So we want to maintain like our, well, our purpose is like, okay, like designing the, the best shoe for traveling, but we understand that 
not everyone should like this design. Sure. So we we should think on another design with the same features so can fit to everyone. Right. That's great. And then how, how about we go longer? I mean, I know it's hard, really hard to, to say, but you know, what is like the next five years, like, five years look like? I mean, even for you, is it something that you see yourself really being a CEO of this company or do you like starting companies? What, what do you, what do you see? No, I think that, uh, I'm seeing myself like running this company, being like CEO of this company, but not just selling shoes. Maybe, maybe we're thinking on creating this new travel brand. Sure. So we can dress the millennial traveler, for example. Like, okay, we want to dress you from the foot to to the cap. So right. maybe thinking another accessories or whatever. But every product we want think should be like innovative or should be on the way we're thinking. That's cool. And I'm assuming you would probably go back to crowdfunding, maybe for another product, right? You would. <laughs> you're, you're, this is working out all right. Yeah, yeah. We are trying to launch this business more like because we are seeing that in the crowdfunding we can get a lot of advice and feedback that it's incredible. Well, it's awesome. Like mm-hmm. we are receiving more than 50 comments or messages or Facebook messages every day. And it's not just people asking on which size should I take or uh, which color should I take or when I should take my the color. Uh, it's people giving us like advice or giving us feedback mm-hmm. before having the product. So imagine yeah. how big it's going to be the feedback when they have the product. So I think that crowdfunding is like a game changer and it is not just for having enough funds to, to manufacture. It's also to, to build a huge community, to build a, a community that, that matters. And this is something that, for sure, we will, we will do again. Yeah, that's what I, I always tell my clients too. I go, you know, yes, the money is nice, but what's even more important for your company is that you're creating this huge street team around the world, who that mm. when they're at the party and they're wearing your product or whatever they're doing, they're they're saying, oh, you got to try this out, you got to look at this. That's mm. you know, you don't have to pay that on Facebook ads, right? Like like that's word of mouth. That's the most yeah. powerful you know sales mechanism, and that's what the, the you know that's what these backers become. They become just insiders to your world, yeah. you know. And that's the be- I was like, I don't know how you put a price tag on that. So yeah, I get it. You know, you can you can look at the dollar amount you raise and say, all right, you know, that's but the the long term, you know, product two you use, product three, all that stuff is yeah. so valuable. Yeah. Then also you can see like the okay we we have now like uh, seven hundred thousand dollars or whatever but we have like almost nine thousand people yeah. that trust us and that are waiting for our product and are mm-hmm. going to wait we, and we will wait after that for their feedback and we will right. ask them and this is yeah this is really important before launching we have like an email list for three thousand people four thousand people. Right. After the campaign, it's going to be yeah, mad. Right. Going to be no, I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I would be looking at this campaign going, 9,000 people care about your thing. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other, yeah. they could buy a whole bunch of other shoe companies, like, you know, 9,000 people. And, and and it's going to be bigger, you know, when it's all said. Yeah. You know, and also and, the, the, the best part, it's like, okay, how we, we can get international, how we can expand and yeah. just stop selling just in Spain and so crowdfunding also helps you to understand which markets could be could fit better your product. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's all those are wins. So why don't you tell my listeners, where can they dive into your world? Websites, Kickstarters, how do they dive in? How do they find you? How can they learn more? Yeah, they can find us uh, on tropicfield.com. We are also with the same name, tropicfield.com, on every single social network. We used to be really active on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And also they can find me on LinkedIn or whatever. I'm glad to help. I think that crowdfunding, as I was saying, it's like a game changer and I want to be part of it. So that's great. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you're busy and uh, I think this is a great conversation. I know my listeners are going to get a ton out of it. It's a great product. Um, one of the best campaigns I've seen so far and you've still got a ton of time left. So kudos to your whole team, your marketing team. Everybody over there has done an amazing job and keep up the good work and uh, yeah, go continue hitting home runs, man. You're gonna, this is going to be a grand slam campaign. Thank you. For sure, I would tell the team. So thank you. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Wow. How about that conversation? I told you guys that was, uh, that was a great interview. Alberto, thanks again so much for taking time. Um, that was just, you know, man, to be sitting on the other side of that, you know, starting a company and coming out of the gate with a, you know, minimum of $700,000 product right now for a, for a shoe line. That's just awesome. So song I'm listening to is a song called woman. Let's go ahead and listen to that right now. Um, this is a song wrote a long, long time ago, like all of them, right? Because I haven't been writing in, a, in some time. But I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And uh, make sure you go and subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, Gawkerbacker over on iTunes as well. Those are the two podcasts. Follow me over on the Standcast. Get Jeff Wenzel in your life, right? Uh, download the Sugar People on Spotify. Go check that out. There's so much stuff. So much stuff. All right, guys. Uh, hope you guys have a great one, and I'll talk to you all later. Your beauty is more than exterior. It starts within, yeah. And what you see on your heart is no less than a saint. I have begun to describe you, and I cannot stop. Woman, you are virtue is faithful and true. Yes, you are. I will not degrade you with words of sin. No, 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 no. Because in God's image, how you have made.
Say 